You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 879 of the Lot on Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland, coming to you on a Monday evening into Tuesday. And thank you, as always, for joining us on the podcast. When it comes to the Atlanta Hawks, it's been relatively quiet the last couple of days, at least through the prism of, of all the recent transactions and the, the flurries that have been happening the last couple of weeks. Still, as I said on yesterday's podcast, which was dedicated to the news and rumblings that were going on, the Hawks do play a basketball game. On Friday night, I will be in the building for that one. But today, we're taking a bit of a detour. Um, today's podcast will be part one of two. Annually, I usually talk to Robbie Callen of Dime about the over-under win totals for each and every NBA team. Robbie and I recorded the Western Conference on Sunday, Sunday evening, so I'm bringing that to you now so it's not terribly out of date. Um, you will hear us explain that on the podcast momentarily, but this is sort of a break in the action from Hawks content. Hopefully, uh, I know a lot of people seem to enjoy when I talked about the greater NBA during the pandemic, did, did some playoff stuff, etc. I won't do a ton of that. This would be sort of a one-off special occasion. Every once in a while, I'll dive into the league, and this sort of qualifies through that. Today is the West. We will be doing the East momentarily, or at least in the near future, with Robbie and I. And on that podcast, we'll obviously talk more about the Hawks a little bit deeper, uh, get, get Robbie's thoughts on the Hawks, and then we'll go through the rest of the Eastern Conference. But today is the West, so uh, you're not, you are not in the wrong place, I promise you. And hopefully, if you uh, hate this podcast, my apologies, at least you downloaded it. Um, please come back when we have Hawks content. I promise it'll be much much more Hawks-centric um, in the near future. Before we get to Robbie, though, a word from our sponsors on today's podcast, and the first of which is Headspace. Even in the most normal of circumstances, life can and often is stressful. And in 2020, there have been challenges that go well beyond the most difficult of previous times. And because of that, you need stress relief that goes beyond the normal quick fix, and that is Headspace. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations and an easy-to-use app. And Headspace is also one of the only meditation apps that advances the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. With that said, whatever the situation happens to be, Headspace can really help you feel better. And if you're overwhelmed, Headspace is a three-minute SOS meditation just for you. If you need some help falling asleep, Headspace has wind-down sessions that their members absolutely swear by. And if you're a parent, Headspace even has morning meditations that you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. I can personally attest to that as well, and that I use Headspace to help me juggle all the obligations that I have during a very, very rigorous time. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads, and Headspace makes it easier for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash lockedonmba. That's headspace.com slash lockedonmba for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every single situation. That's the best deal offered right now, so go to headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA today. I'm joined now by Robbie Callen, good friend of the program, and the only person that ever does this podcast with me. Hello, sir. Hello, friends. Here we are. We uh, are. It's time. Two-parter. We're going to the West right now as we're discussing this. Uh, for people that don't know what this is, briefly, every NBA team has a win total over under listed this year. It's going to be really weird because there might be some cancellations and postponements. We're going to act like 72 games will be played on this podcast. And uh, there are numbers all over the place. We're going to use bet online for this podcast because it's just easy. 
and everyone can see it. It's available for you. Um, I should give you the caveat of entertainment purposes only. It's an offshore. So that's all I got for you. Correct. Um, yeah, let's just roll through this, Ravi. Thank you for joining me. And let's, let's do it. Uh, first, in alphabetical order in the Western Conference is the Dallas Mavericks and bet online list Dallas at over under 42 and a half wins. Again, a reminder, 72 game season. So the numbers are a little bit weird this year, but 42 and a half. What say you, Robert? Woo. That's, um, I mean, that's pretty, pretty, it's pretty high, but like, uh, I mean, this is okay. So as, as we do this every year for people that aren't, uh, maybe haven't tuned into the win total pod before, uh, we're going to pick everything, but we'll let you know if we actually like it. Yes. Um, this is not one that I like on either side. Uh, that said, you know, all the, all the math that I've seen, you know, the Pythagorean win from last year and all that. So they actually underachieved a year ago. Um, I guess lean over. I don't know. I, it's, I don't like this one. I will lean over. I mean, that look like you're expecting. No, actually, no, sorry. We talked about it. Lean under. Lean under. I see Matt Moore's got my, my, my numbers all confused. Oh, Matt. Um, I'm going to blame Matt. Um, I'm a lean under. Sorry, we talked about this actually. Um, Chris Tapps isn't gonna play for a while, like till at least January, and they're gonna be real slow with him. And um, Luke is great. We all know that MVP favorite, all that good stuff. Um, a favorite of this podcast, I'm sure, and its listenership. Yeah, Hawks Hawks fans love. <laughs> he's he's the Hawks fans love everything that goes on with big the Mavs. fans. Big fans. Uh, so I'll play to the pot. I'll say under. Uh, but again, this is a lean. I mean, I like some of their moves they made. Like, you know, Josh Richardson, I think, helps them defensively, which they desperately needed. Like, they they kind of – but they didn't make any huge swings this offseason, I thought. And, um, yeah, I mean, they're a good team, but everybody in the West got a little better, you know, around them as well. So, I don't know. We'll go, we'll go lean under on the Chris Depps thing. Yeah, that's where I would be as well. I think – if this was the number and and Brzezinski was healthy, I would take the over, or at least lean the over, because of what you said. Like last year, they were actually better than their um, record indicated, and really their roster, if you include Porzingis, is better than it was a year ago. But Porzingis is not someone I trust to be healthy, even when he is healthy. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, and if you're gonna go ahead and take him out of the lineup for a month plus, I don't really see the guy stepping in there. I'm a big Maxi Kleber guy. He's good, um, but he's not Chris Stapps. Um, they have Willie Cauley-Stein, who is okay, but they don't have anybody that can replicate what Porzingis does for them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll lean under just as a default. Um, I think both of us lean under as a default if we can't decide either. Um, and that's one where it's enough to keep me off of the maps over it at the very least. So I will yeah. lean under there. Not not a strong play for me either. So Agreed. There you have it. Um, all right, to Denver, the mm-hmm. Nuggets – are an interesting team. Uh, 43 and a half is the number, but online has it juiced to the under. The under mm-hmm. is minus 130. Over is um, flat plus 100, so even money. The Nuggets are the Nuggets. They made the run last year to the Western Conference Finals. At the same time, they finished 11th in net rating last year. Mm-hmm. So they were, while the Mavs were three games worse than the regular season than the Nuggets, they were uh, about two and a half points per 100 possessions better which is a mm. pretty big swing. So it's kind of like, what do you think the Nuggets actually are? If the playoff Nuggets arrive, then you probably like the over. And if they don't, 
you may not. So uh, I don't know. Do you have a starting salvo on the Nuggets? Yeah, uh, I think it's also an, uh, this is another underlean. I mean, here's the thing about the Nuggets that I guess I think when you look at what they did this all season compared to everybody else in the West, I think they stagnated and maybe got a touch worse, right? Like they brought back Paul Millsap, they Legend. swapped Jamichael Green in basically for Jeremy Grant, um, and so you're talking about a team that you know loses maybe it's it's third best offensive player maybe well i guess michael board jr is better but like third best overall player overall player. on both ends yeah. um and is replacing him with you know michael board jr who is going to produce more raw numbers for sure and offensive numbers but takes significantly away from what you can do defensively um and I think the impact of that is going to be felt more in the playoffs for the Nuggets than it is in the regular season. They're still a really good regular season team. Um, they've got solid depth. You know, getting Will Barton back is certainly uh, nothing to sneeze at. He is a very important piece, and, and he's going to be very important, especially uh, defensively with losing Jeremy Grant and what they do on the wing. Um, and so I don't think they're going to take as much of his hit as I think some people do when you think just purely about the Grant move um, in the regular season. I think it's going to impact them more in the postseason. But I would lean under, um, as the number indicates, most people I think are. And that is just because so many other teams in the West got better that, that the number of wins that you're going to have out there, I think, in the West just shrinks a touch. Yeah, I actually this is not a play for me. I think I actually might lean over and I mean that like in a very sort of a barely kind of way, like 44, mm -hmm. 45 only because I think the nuggets are built for the regular season. In a lot right. of ways. Like they, I know they made the run last year in the playoffs and they, they caught fire and the Clippers kind of collapsed to help them out. But really, I mean, the, the knock on them coming in, if there was one to last season was that they're a regular season team. And that's kind of mm -hmm. the way they still are built. And I think mm -hmm. as long as Jokic is healthy and he's always kind of been healthy, you can kind of bank on a certain level of success. I think offensively, they're going to be really good. I mean, I'm not the biggest MPJ guy, but offensively, he's pretty scary if he yeah. has if he has it going. And Will Barton's back, too. That's, that's not a small thing. Will Barton is right. good. Um, yeah. So I, I will actually lean over. I, I, I'm <laughs> skeptical that Murray can do what he did in the bubble. Um, For sure. I think he's a good player. I think he's probably a better player than he's been in the regular season, but he's not the guy that he was in the playoffs. So whatever that happy medium is, is where I think he probably lands. But regardless, Jokic is kind of a walking 45-win team by himself in a lot of ways in a regular season, like in an 82-game season, I should say. And then you add in the talent around him. So I, I, I would lean over, but without enough juice behind it to actually, like, bet it. Would be where I would yeah, be. I mean, and, and that's why I said, like, I mean, like, it, it does scare me that I think a lot of people are towards that under just because, like you said, like, there's a baseline for this team. Like, they are going to be solid they're going to be a playoff team and i don't think they're even really going to be in the mix for the play-in games like i think they're a solid mid-level western conference playoff team just provided everybody's all right I, I, yeah i've heard some takes like leaving them out of the top like seven or eight and i've no. seen people taking the to not make the not make the playoffs i'm like i don't, I don't really see how no. that's gonna happen barring no, injury to Jokic, like i don't see them right. not being pretty good i mean yeah Upside wise, maybe I'm skeptical too, but I, I just don't see like the world in which like, I've seen people like take them like the Blazers ahead of them and stuff like that. I, I don't, I don't yeah. get that. 
Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, it's it's what they've done this offseason has me more concerned about their postseason abilities than it does their regular season abilities. I just, I'm with you on that. I, I wouldn't take this unless there's some some strong juice and and even odds is nice, but not no. uh, exactly where I want it to be. Not enough. And because um, <laughs> like I I think I would maybe like I said very slight lean under just because the rest of the West got better. I think they might've gotten caught up to, but I don't, I don't think teams have passed them in the way that, like you said, some people have, uh, have mentioned, I think that goes a little too far. So, you know, I mean, maybe as this, as we get closer to the season, maybe this number gets a little better, maybe even goes down some and, um, and there could be some value to be found on the over because yeah. Um, at, I think this at, number's at a right certain level, if it was like forty-one and a half, I would like give out yeah. the over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At forty-three and a half, I will uh, lean over and not be too excited about it. But there you go. Um, the, the next one's really weird. Uh, there's a couple of these books that are all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. Bet Online has the uh, the Warriors are next, by the way. The Warriors number at Bet Online is thirty-eight and a half, which sounds you know what about what I thought it would be, except they have it juiced severely to the under so the under is minus 160 and that is uh, a lot of juice to be laying and in short you have to think this is like a 60 plus percent bet to give that out that's a lot um yeah so the warriors are really tough to navigate because of the clay injury and what steph looks like and what draymond looks like and they got Ubre now and wiseman there's all kinds of stuff to put into the mix here i see a number like that and it makes me want to stay away just flatly but what do you what do you make of the warriors right now yeah, I mean, I, I, the, I, I certainly wouldn't advocate taking the under at minus one six. I mean, if anything, it might at, at plus one thirty. I don't hate the over just because. I mean, like, if Steph is that dude, um, and Draymond bounces back on a good team, as I think a lot of people expect him to not look like he did last year, um, you know, I mean, like they've got some guys. Kelly Oubre is a nice player. Um, you know, Wiggins for all of his overpaidness can give you some scoring pop to kind of fill some of that clay role. Like he's always been a 20 point per game guy. It's not the most efficient and it's not the same way clay does it, but like, he's going to give you some scoring pop. So like, they're not going to be bad. And look, I mean, you're, you're talking about could, you know, in the normal year, what is this like 45 wins or so? Um, in that range, like yeah, just I mean, above 500. Like I, I just, I think there could be some value just because look, I mean, I think they are the forgotten team right now and it's possible that they bounce back in a really good way. I understand the concerns about depth because behind those guys, it's pretty thin on some young guys that you have to have help win you games, which is always tough. Like any team that, I mean, like, Everybody knows this. Like young guys don't tend to win you games, and so you're talking about needing Wiseman uh, to produce. You're going to need Pascal to have, you know, an even more impactful year off the bench next year, and just be able to impact winning. Um, but I, I don't hate the over here just from a value play. Yeah, I, I would lean that way as well. If you're going to play, I mean, the thing, it, it comes down to the fact that you basically have to have Steph be good all cap Steph to go over here. There's not mm-hmm. really another way for that to happen on this team. They, they can be respectable if Steph is just like, okay by his standards, but for them to be genuinely good, him and Draymond have to be good. 
they do have depth in some spots. I think, you know, like Brad Wanamaker is an NBA player. They brought in Kit Bazemore, old friend of the program. He's a reasonable rotation wing. Damian Lee is another reasonable rotation rotation wing. Eric Pascal can play. But they don't have, like, starters. They have they have four starters on this team. Uh, and that's Steph, Wiggins, Oubre, and Draymond. And then you get into, like, a bunch of guys who might be able to help you. And Wiggins is not my kind of guy either, but he's not a bad player. He's just mm. overpaid. Mm. I don't know. I, I would probably at this number you have to lean over. I, I I don't see enough to bet the under at minus one sixty. Um, but in a vacuum, my projection for them will be probably like thirty seven, thirty eight, which is below that number. I just wouldn't have the confidence to lay the lay the juice. Right there, you go. A little bit of a value discussion, folks. Um, the next one is off the board, and we're gonna guess why. Uh, it's Houston and the Rockets. Had a number up at one point. I believe it was 35 and a half, something like that. Um, and the Rockets, Correct. that was pre-trade or maybe post-trade, but basically no one wants to weigh in on where James Harden's going to go here. Harden is not in camp yet, as we're talking. The club. Uh, That's and, where Harden's going to go. And because of, the, because of just how good he is, quite frankly, his he swings the number so much that no one wants to post the line anymore, which I totally Correct. understand, by the way. If the books, the, if they're smart, if, if they post this number at 35 and a half and Harden's there all year, it's going to go over probably. If they post this number at 35 and a half and they trade Harden in the next two weeks, they're going to lose that by a lot. So there's no real upside. <laughs> if you're setting a number here, if you're the bookmaker, uh, good luck. But I don't mean, if Harden is around to start the season, he's kind of a walking good team at least a reasonable team because he's so good on offense, but the rest of that team is uh, a mismatch. It's not like completely untalented. They still have Eric Gordon. They have PJ Tucker. They have Christian Wood now. John Wall, we'll see, but he's obviously a talented guy. They have some players. It's just that Mm -hmm. it's all built for Harden, and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't – like you said, it all comes down to Harden. I mean, like if he's there – it, you you go oh, if it's still in that thirty five five range where Westgate had it three days ago or whatever, like I would take the over. Like I think people are. The thing about Harden is like Harden cares a lot about regular season stuff, like a lot. Like he's the star that's gonna play seventy games this year if he's healthy. Like he's not a load management guy. He wants to win MVPs. He like he shows up and he plays hard, night in night out. Um, and like, yeah, like if, if he's playing, then I go over Yeah. if it's anywhere in that 500 range over firmly, because like you said, like they've got some good guys. Like I, we have no idea what John Wall is going to look like. There, there's um, just no way you can, there's no way if you assume the Harden is on the Rockets all season long, which you can't assume, but if you assume hmm. that you cannot pick them to go under 500 with him. With no, him he's, he's, he's been a walking 50 win team for like, right. Six years now, like, and, and the supporting cast might be worse than it's been. But this is mm-hmm. a, this has been a team that's been in like a mid fifties win team for a while. Right. So, so they're a five hundred team, you yeah. know. Like, and yeah, they have so, Christian Wood now too. Like Christian Wood can play. He's a good player. Like they they've got still have PJ Tucker. There's no way of knowing. Now. We're all assuming, I think, that he's going to get traded. Mm-hmm. But even even if you thought he was going to start the season, I think he'll be on the team on opening day. Still, probably, it's just hard to trade a guy right now. Um, but is he going to be on the team in February? We nobody knows. Who knows? I mean, like this, the thing with the the Houston numbers, if it gets posted, if, like if if it gets posted in that thirty five win range, and when Harden, if if Harden shows up the camp and says like I'm here until whatever, 
you know, and doesn't say like, I'm not playing until I get traded. Like as long as that does not happen, uh, I would take the over. Cause like I could see them just not trading him to Brooklyn or whatever this season, no matter what. And like, he's just going to play and, and he's going to do his thing. And like, he might be aloof off the court, but him and Chris Paul hate each other and they got to the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> like, it does, like, like, of all of the guys in the league that can just set aside personal stuff and just go out and actually play ball when they're on the floor, Harden does it as well as anybody. I mean, they're, he's had chemistry issues with just about everybody and they've still been good, right? Yep. So, like, if he shows up, they post this number, Houston's probably one of my favorite plays on the board in the West. Just because for the same reason that we liked OKC last year. Because what was the thought? Like, that number was preposterously low. Yep. And we were like, even if those guys just play all the way to the, you know, the break, they were still going to go over. Yeah. And that was our entire thought process. That was, that was over. That was good. That was over in like January, essentially. Yeah. And I felt, I feel the same way about. Harden and the Rockets. Because here's the thing, whatever they get back from Harden from Brooklyn, if they were to trade him, is still going to be solid enough to win some games. Hey, that's a great point. down the stretch. They're going to get Dinwiddie and you know Lavert. Yeah, and, they're not they're know, not trading Harden for a pick package in the middle of the season right. because he that's he, not he, he makes too happen. he makes too much money. Mm-hmm. Even if they wanted to do that, right. if, if it's an in season trade, he wants to go to especially if it's Brooklyn. Brooklyn actually has like real pieces, but right. even if it's not Brooklyn he makes too much money to just have no one that can play going back. It's really, right. really hard to find a trade that's like that. So even if it's like to the Warriors for Wiggins and whatever else, like that's, you know, they still have guys. Like they're not going to just completely right. blow it up and see, they don't have enough ways to blow the entire mm-hmm. roster up mid season. Yeah. I, I guess if John Wall just like can't play at all, that'd be a concern. Sure. But even then, like they, they don't really need John Wall to be okay. If they have Harden. Now, if Harden yes. is off the team, and John Wall is bad and or hurt, that becomes tougher. But Agreed. if Harden's there, like it's not like it's not like Harden and Wall are, are a great fit together on the court. Like they're not. No, no one says they sure. are. Sure. So, but they're still gonna win some games, right? Like that. Here's the thing: it's gonna be a disaster in the playoffs again. Sure. What a shock for Houston. You know, like they're gonna win games in the regular season. I would hammer this over if it gets posted and Harden comes back and is like, "I'm playing until they trade me." Because guess what? It won't be until the deadline at worst. And, and again, they're getting somebody back for him. Yeah, oh. if they're if they're sitting there at like you know at the break, teams will have played thirty something games at the at the end of the first half mark, whatever you want to say that is. If they're if Harden plays most of those games, they're probably like twenty two and fifteen or something. And that's all you need the rest of the way is just, just be like competent. <laughs> so right. Yeah, I yeah. lean that way as well. The number's off the board again, but if they post it in that range, uh, if you made me choose it, I would bet the over. I will say this: I would not bet my own money on this. Uh, there's just too much I, uncertainty. I, I would, but that's fine. I would. I get if, it. If if he again, and this is because the only way this shows up on the board is if he says I'm playing. Oh yeah, he's gonna have or to go it. on the record and say something, or you know, or or Stephen Silas, or he's got to be in camp, making no noise, and everyone talking about how he's gonna play. Like at a right. minimum, that has to happen. But right. You know. So until then, obviously, don't do anything. But if he shows up and is playing, we like the, I like the Rockets. You heard Brad it. Red leans the Rockets. I actually like it. The and Callum, would, the and would endorse and would endorse that play. <laughs> All right. Before we get to the rest of the West, a word from our sponsors on today's podcast. All right, Robbie. Now we get to the city of Los Angeles and the two front runners again. They're back. 
We'll do the Clippers first to stay in alphabetical order. The Clippers are a team that was controversial in the last few months. Uh, it didn't go very well in the Western Conference Finals. At the same time, they have a roster that is still quite good on paper. Mm-hmm. The number reflects that. The number at been online is 46 and a half wins. That's a lot of wins. But they were also awesome last year. Even with Paul George not playing a ton, they were second in net rating. They went 49 and 23 in a 72 mm-hmm. game season last year. So that would have been the over. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. Um, but what do you think about the uh, the Montrez Harrellis Clippers? Um, man, like, is Ibaka that much worse? He's like, he's better in the playoffs. He's better for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, that, that's, where, that's one of the issue concerns about that is like offensively they got better he's for the playoffs. Worse. Right, they got better for the playoffs. They might have gotten slightly worse in the regular season. Um, they also have, they this, also have Marcus Morris all year instead of just halfway through the season. Right, so. I think I think. I would lean over. Like, I think this number's right. Like, we know Kawhi's going to not play a ton, but, like, you always know that. And that he didn't, you know, he didn't play every game last year. Um, nope. So, yeah, like, I'm – I would lean over here. Like, he, the the question for the Clippers is the playoffs. Like, th- this is – this is a – especially with Luce, though, on that roster. Um, Luke Kennard, you know, I mean, my son. Luke Kennard is an upgrade over Landry Shamit. Um, this is a good. This is a good basketball team. Like, are they good enough to beat the Lakers? Right, I don't think so. But like, they're going to be competitive. Um, I and, think. Uh, spoiler alert! I actually would pick the Clippers to win more regular season games than the Lakers. Regular season I could games. See it. I could see it because they're going to care. Have, they're they're going to care a lot more than the Lakers are. I think. The Le- LeBron. We'll get to the second, but I don't think LeBron's going to care much in the regular season. That's well, just my guess. You know. You know what's a really funny little uh little caveat to that as to why the lakers would not care about home court as much th- this year um, uh if it's because you're because you're gonna because you're gonna play in staples center no matter what yeah if it's the, if it's those two teams uh even if, if it's a clippers home game we all know it's gonna be a lakers home game so it's like that's uh, that, i think that's one of the funniest things coming into this year is like it doesn't matter no, nope. for the Lakers, especially, like, the especially Lakers if it's these two. If, if it's somebody else, like if it's yeah. if it's Denver or if it's I don't even know who else it would be. Uh, pick sure. a team, Phoenix, if you want to go all in. Uh, but regardless, if it, if it's those two, if it's the Lakers teams, Lakers and Clippers, home court doesn't matter. Um, we'll see. I'll, I'm with you on the Clippers. I would lean over as well. In fact, I I almost want to give it out because I think the Clippers are now undervalued, and with obvious for obvious reasons, they got rightfully crapped on in the playoffs yes. they, they they melted down um Kawhi isn't going to play that much but I think Paul George is now underrated Paul George does not suck all of a sudden that's not that's not something that's going to happen I know he was bad in the playoffs but I think Paul George is still good at basketball um like I said before Mar- Marcus Morris for the for the full season um they have 48 good minutes of center between Ibaka and Zubac who is good um Nick Batum like might not be cooked we'll see on that one that's that's more of a guess but they don't need him either. They have Paul George, Luke Kennard, Lou Williams, and Kawhi. Like if they don't get anything from from the two, that's fine. Reggie Jackson came back for cheap. That's like he's a good backup point guard. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They have a roster wise in the regular season. They might be the best team in the league still. That's just my yeah. Opinion. I mean they're they're yeah they're and still really good. They I were would, still I good would... last year without. I mean when Kawhi sat last year, they were pretty respectable even without yeah. Kawhi. Like he's not going to play. We and that, that's the, if Kawhi was not load managing, it would be an easy over. Right. It becomes interesting because you know he's not going to play at least ten games. But 
I still would take the over on the Clippers. And I, I would lean almost to giving it out. I definitely would lean over, but I, I like it. Just my yeah. No, I'm, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, let's just go to Clippers now. I mean, sorry, the Lakers now. Um, they have old friend Dennis Schroeder. Your, they do. Uh, your close confidant, Dennis Schroeder. That's correct. They, they added Wes Matthews. They brought back KCP. They brought back Markeith Morris. Of course, AD is still there. And then at center, they overhauled. They went from Dwight and JaVale to Marcus Saul and Montrez Harrell, which is a bizarre change. Um, it sure is. Two guys who are better players, I think, but also very different. Yes. Like Marcus Saul is not athletic and no. not great on offense, but he's a genius on defense and he's enormous. And then Harrell is a bad defender, but who is an awesome regular season finisher, pick and roll guy. Um, I don't know what to make of that, to be honest with you, but they still have LeBron and AD, and Dennis is better than what they had last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The Lakers' number is 47.5, which is um, the, juice to the under. second highest number on the board behind only Milwaukee, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, juice to the under. I would lean under because, like I said before, I think LeBron is going to be – in absolute like Cleveland cruise control mode over here, <laughs> and he should he should be by the way. Yeah, like that's not even a, that's not a shot, at LeBron. Like they, they played until the middle of October. LeBron should not come out and go 100 miles an hour in January this year. Um, no, if it, if it, if it was me, if I'm LeBron, I play on opening night, I play on Christmas, and then I take like a three week vaca- like vacation. I would not yeah. be doing anything. He'll probably play more than that, yeah, but he, uh, he isn't going to care, and that's no. why I go under. <sighs> yeah. I, I I wouldn't bet it by the way. Just leave. Okay. Just to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I, I it still scares me because like you said, I think what they did this year is I think they recognized that is what's going to happen with LeBron and they got better in the regular season, right? Oh yeah. Like they added guys that are gonna be regular season guys. Now it's interesting because like can Trez play in the playoffs? We'll find out. Um and obviously they have better insurance than the Clippers do at that position because they could be like, Okay, we're rolling with AD playing, you know, small ball five more uh, and Gasol and we're going to kind of roll with those guys more and just kind of really limit Montrez's minutes. I also think Montrez is now <laughs> underrated too, kind of in the same way in PG. Like Montrez was bad in the playoffs, but he, he had the late arrival. He was not in shape. Like I think no. he's, I think he's actually quite overrated before that. But now yes. that he had that really bad month on a big stage people are like just mm-hmm. tossing him out and in the regular season he's a good player like he's sure. not a good defender but if you put him next to ad that's about the best possible way to deploy him on defense when he just kind of he can just kind of be there and AD, ad can do a lot of the work and offensively yeah. he's super efficient he plays hard all that stuff so i think he'll right. help them in the playoffs it might be more gasol and, and more, it might be more and AD also at, at, five, the, at the mid-level you're not getting anybody better yeah like it was that, a that was great it was fun. it was a great pickup yeah. you know like i there are going to be the questions, but they are the team that can, you know, best kind of hide him, I think, in the way that even the Clippers couldn't do. Because, like, especially in that matchup with Denver, like, Zubach had no shot against Jokic either. Like, no. they were just DOA. Like, the Zubach minutes were better um, because, like, Harold was, like, actively de- destructive. But, like, you can hide him better, like you said, with AD. Um, and even with Gasol, like you can kind of sneak some stuff, although that's not a super mobile switchable, <laughs> no. you know, deployment, but like, you know, you can do some things. Um, and they have Kuzma budding star, Kyle Kuzma, who's only 26 or whatever he is. Kyle Kuzma. Where will he be on March 10th? 
Um, it depends on how the regular season goes. If they, <laughs> if they struggle at all, he will not be on the team anymore. Correct. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think they, I think they're gonna still be. I mean, like, I know you're not saying like they're gonna be bad. But oh no, like, not at all. I just as long as LeBron is healthy and AD is healthy and LeBron can be cruising and he'll still be a top five guy in the league even right. off, even off cruise control. I just think defensively they're not going to be as good as they were last year in the regular season all all the time. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I just I don't know. Like they're still going to win a lot. My question, my questions. <laughs> well, that and that's why I don't really endorse the under and especially juiced. I would never take it. Yeah, no, I would, um, I would not lay juice on the under. That's for sure. And so my my issue is just like like you're talking about. You know, all the questions for the guys that they added are playoff questions. Like, can Dennis keep shooting? Because he didn't shoot well in the playoff series last year. And that's a big question. Um, But, like, he's an upgrade for running the offense when LeBron's not in. And guess what? There's going to be a lot of games where LeBron's not in. And, like, they needed somebody that could go do Dennis things, which is not a hyper-efficient 20 points per night, but a 20 points per night and facilitate and do all that because they didn't have anybody on the roster that could do it, especially in the regular season. Because, well, Hawks fans are probably going to learn what regular season Rajon Rondo looks like um, very soon, and it's not always great. Yeah, I had, um, uh, I had I had Harrison Fager on the podcast, and he like kind of laughed out loud about regular season Rondo after covering yeah, two years. Uh, as much as Rondo wants to be like, there's playoff Rondo is not a thing. It's a thing. It's been a thing for like five years. Yeah, so and like, Dennis is definitely. Him? I mean, without 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 a doubt, Dennis. Even though he's not going to be as good as he was last year, in my view, he's not going to shoot like that again. He's still a upgrade on what they had, and he's a Correct. good. He's a good player. Like he's, he's star- and he's a starter. Don't you forget it. Oh lord, that was uh, yeah. Dennis is back, baby. Yeah, when Dennis, oh, he's when love De- Dennis came media. out and declared that he was definitely a starter in the league again. I'm fired up. It's like, yeah, that's uh, the, the Dennis experience. Anyway, fired yeah, up. I lean under, but wouldn't play the juice. You, you know, the Lakers just stay away. It's okay to stay away. It's fine. Yeah, it's they're fine. Just, they're don't, just gonna bet, be good. don't bet on the team everybody's going to bet on. No, no thanks. Um, this is an interesting one. Memphis. Mm-hmm. Memphis is next. Memphis' number is 30 and a half, which seems quite low. It's juice to the over. That's correct. Um, at the same time, Memphis has some real uncertainty. They were not as good last year as people think that they were. Mm-hmm. They were outscored for the season. Mm-hmm. They finished the season below 500. I know they made the playoffs, all that stuff. Um, in well, terms of, well, they, they made, made the, they made they the made play-in play game. Yes, they should have made the playoffs if the season hadn't wound down. Regardless, they were they were a great story last year. They were way better than expected last year. Yes. They were not good last year. Correct. Those are different things. Now... They are deep as all get out. They have a lot of interesting young players, but they also have some injuries. And that, that's the most important thing I want to lead off with here. Jaron Jackson Jr. is by far their best shooter, and he is injured, uh, and it's not going to start the season probably, by all accounts. Um, that's a huge thing for them because they don't have a lot of shooting, like really anywhere else. I know they drafted Desmond Bain, who I think is going to be able to shoot, but he's still a rookie. Um, Grayson Allen. Dylan Brooks can kind of shoot a little. Kyle Anderson. Yeah. Well, Dylan Brooks can kind of shoot a little, and he does shoot. Yeah, a his lot. way he's one to shoot. <laughs> Regardless, like they, they have a lot. Here's the thing about Memphis. Memphis is he's a lot like, of good he's players. Like, he's like guard Mike Scott if Mike Scott got thirty and thirty minutes a night. Yeah, that's about right. Um, they have a lot of good players, but the fit is not ideal. And again, I, I just think perception of them is a little bit higher than it should be because of last season. And I know Jaw's really good. But they don't have the greatest fitting 
current present day roster when you factor in Jaron's injury and the fact that Justice Winslow is still not healthy and they paid up for him in a trade and like if he's not there either they have some questions I mean three and a half slow which is why it's like juice to the over but honestly I think in that number given the juice I would I would go under because the under is getting plus 115 I don't love that but it feels like to me Memphis is not going to be particularly good this season Uh, that's just a low number so it's kind of scary yeah, no, I agree. I think um, I think with the juice out of the because I mean, look, like somebody in the West is going to lose games. Like it's just going to happen. A pretty good team is going to lose games. Yes, um, I mean, you, when you factor it all in, Memphis. I mean, in the West, there are fourteen teams trying to win. Okay, OKC is the only team that's not trying to win in the West. Correct. So, two or three of those teams are going to be pretty bad, despite. Yes trying to win and having talent and i know memphis has jaw and jaw is a better player than anybody that some of these teams have but he's still a second year guy and you know he was really good last year but he was really good by rookie standards it wasn't like jaw grant was a superstar if you remove the rookie tag from him last year mm-hmm. he was not a superstar player he's a budding star for sure, sure. but growth uh, to quote to quote robbie calland growth is not linear Correct. and uh john morant might not be in, like i know trey young made the leap from from year one to year two Mm-hmm. It doesn't always happen that way. John might, be kind of, John might be kind of the same guy he was last year, which isn't a bad player, but if he's sure. not like a lot better, they might be in trouble. Yeah. And, and I mean, and that's the thing. And, and with Jaron, I mean, Jaron has not played a lot in his first two years in the league. They need Jaron. They need him so much because he's their best shooter. He does. He opens up so much of their offense and defensively, like he's their guy at the rim. So, you know, him and Brandon Clark. They have some, um, like, they have some underrated, like, I, I think I think Valanciunas and, and Gorgie Jang sure. are, like, solid players. Valanciunas yeah. is actually actually pretty underrated, I think. But he's also limited. Like, there's just nights in this league where you can't be a traditional center like that and play 30 minutes. And they mm-hmm. know that, and they play it that way. Uh, I mean, they have Brandon Clark, too. But I just, I cannot get past the fact that, I don't know how they score without Jaron on the court. I really don't. Like they don't. They just don't. They just don't have enough shooting anywhere. And that's problem in the West. Um, I'm with you. I, I, again, like I think Memphis has a bright future. I think they've done a really good job. Uh, they've kind of, you know, it's kind of funny. They've kind of like they have just been acquiring like draft Twitter's favorite people. Oh, yeah. you know, they just acquire asset after asset after asset, and they like. They bring in good young guys, but like as we've talked about a bunch, having a large collection of good young guys doesn't often translate to wins. And by the way, the the I'm gonna, I'm gonna read, some, I'm gonna read some names that they have. Sure, they have in terms of the draft player thing: De'Anthony Milton, Desmond yep. Bain, John yep. Conchar, uh, yep. Brandon Clark, Xavier Tillman, and Killian Tilly, and Jonte Porter, all in the same. <laughs> yep. Everybody, I mean, like, and look, like, I think they've done a great job of acquiring guys. Like, you, like we, we are Melton stands on this podcast. We love that guy. Yes. But he doesn't bring you offense. He ain't shooting. No. He's what, like a 29% shooter? He, like, he's not spacing the floor for a job. Um, Dylan Brooks is going to take a bunch, but he's going to hit 34%. Like, he's going to be their leading scorer again. It's not ideal. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm with you. I think somebody's got to lose. And, like, I think, unfortunately, Memphis is probably the team this year. I think they have a bright future. And, look, if Jaron comes back and Jaron plays a bunch and is great and Ja takes the leap, this is wrong. But from a value play, 
I think the under is really the only way to go on this one. Yeah. Um, not going to be a full endorsement post for me, um, but I, I think that that's sure. the way I would lean. On Memphis, uh, next on the agenda, alphabetically, is Minnesota. And Minnesota <laughs> is also quite a weird team. Uh, 29 and a half. Yep. They are juice to the over. So honestly, Memphis and Minnesota are basically dead even because mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, it's one win, one win away from these from these teams, uh, and given where they were last year, that might seem, that might seem surprising. But Minnesota has talent; um, it does not fit particularly well together. But people are going to buy their offense. They have, of course, Carl Anthony Towns, who is a legit star. They have D'Angelo Russell. They add Ricky Rubio, who I love, but I'm not sure mm-hmm. what the plan is there. Uh, Malik Beasley, Jared Culver, uh, Wancho is their starting four, I think, and then Anthony Edwards, of course. Um, what a roster. <laughs> I, I will tell you right now, uh, I, man, I wish this number was more, I was expecting this number to be silly and that I was going to take the under. And unfortunately this number is not silly. I was hoping it would be, uh, I kind of lean under, but they're going to be good on offense. I'm pretty sure. And as long as Towns is healthy, they have too much talent offensively to not be pretty good, right. but defensively, man, they're going to be real bad. I think. <laughs> Like not uh, yeah. not like wizards bad, but well, no, f- few are. Well, and, in and you know, they add Rubio's Rubio's a good defender. Uh, I think the the combination of Culver and Akogi helps on the wing if they play those guys. Ronnie Hollis Jefferson's a good defender. Like they they did bring in some defensive help, but four of their top six guys uh, when it comes to Towns, Edwards, Russell, and Beasley are all bad defenders. Mm-hmm. At, to varying degrees and you know towns has talent to be better defensively but he's not very good and mm-hmm. then here's my question to you how much does anthony edwards play like how much rope does he get here because if they give him the typical number one overall pick treatment <laughs> and give under. him the 32 minutes yep it's going to be pretty bad i think and that yes. makes me lean under yes i'm with you I think that's the question. Like, uh, I mean, how, okay, who play who plays more on this team this year, Ricky Rubio ooh. or Anthony Edwards? Christ! If the answer if the answer is Anthony Edwards, give me the under. <laughs> For real, because uh, I mean, by the way, that's not even a shot at Edwards. Edwards is a talented guy. Rookies are not good, and he was not efficient in college. Yes, it's going to take him a little bit of time. Is all I'll say. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not a Russell guy either, which is not a secret. I just think that if you pair if you pair a lot of Russell and Edwards or Russell and Beasley or, you know, there's not, there's not a lot of, uh, there's only one ball. Only one ball. I do believe in Culver, which helps, but man, there's a lot of pressure on guys like Culver and Akogi to like carry the defense. And that's, that's tough. Yeah. I'm, um, the number's just so low. Like I, I wanted to take right, under I wanted this to be like 32. To. Yeah. I wanted to go under on the Wolves at like 32 and a half, 33, and then they made the number 30 and a half. I mean, sorry, they made the number 29 and a half. And yeah. that seems like the right number, so I'm not going to like put a firm play on it. I wouldn't lay juice on the over. That's that's for sure. Good Lord, no. And that's where Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, like this is what – anytime that you have – here's what I'll say for anybody that's looking at these numbers and wondering like, hey, like what do we – what should I do here? If you're – entire thought process is dependent on a question you can't answer like the anthony edwards question let's let's maybe not bet it you know let's just 
Let's just stay away. <laughs> Let's maybe not bet it. Let's just maybe not bet it. That's like, great. That's great if, advice overall. Just maybe not bet if, it. Uh, yeah. And like, so if Ryan Saunders comes out tomorrow and says, Anthony's playing 35 minutes a game, then sure. Under. Let's max bet. But until that day comes, I'm going to say no. Yeah, I I would say Pass. I would stay away. Um, the next one's <laughs> tough. So New Orleans, mm-hmm. the number is thirty five and a half. Under yep. is juiced. It's a lot. Um, this is one where people have people are really split on the Pelicans. So ESPN's RPM projections, which are controversial to be sure, mm-hmm. they have the Pelicans at thirty nine point three wins and sixth in the West. It's a lot. That is quite high. On the other side. I've seen some people taking the Pelicans to like be really bad, and that mm-hmm. seems low. So, thirty-five and a half is like basically with the way they that they line this. They basically are projecting the Pelicans as a dead five hundred basketball team. Correct. Um, I don't know, man. Um, Feels kind of right. Yeah, I, I think defensively it may not be very good. Sure. Um, especially if Zion doesn't I, play defense anymore because he was right. bad defensively last well, year. Well, I'll say this: I think. I think Stan will help that. He he should as should as should Eric Bledsoe, um, as and, should Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams, yes, uh, Stephen Adams. They they paid considerably, probably a little bit too much, but he will help. He will help the defense. Mm-hmm. And Very Zion, you have to think that Zion will, will be better defensively because he couldn't really be worse. He was really bad. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like I think like I just don't think they knew how to deploy him because oh, they didn't have a camp with him. They still don't know. I mean, no one knows to be honest. Um, I mean, like they have, they had no idea. But like, at least Stan will come in and have a camp and be able to. It's a short camp, and that doesn't help again. But like, Stan can coach defense. He's not. He's he's very good at coaching defensive basketball. It's not like right. going to be a. And so the talent's not that bad. I mean, the, the talent isn't great defensively. Sure. But if you're playing lineups that have like Bledsoe and Lonzo with Ingram, Zion, and Adams. Stephen Adams, like that's not that bad defensively. It may not be good. Huh. Sure. So they they don't have the disaster downside defensively. I mean, losing Drew hurts, but Eric Bledsoe is good defensively. So mm-hmm. that's an issue, especially downgrade. in the regular season. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, this is going to sound very, very like I don't know standard, but how many games does Zion play? Mm-hmm. Because Zion, a was really good when he played in terms of efficiency, but. They weren't that good when he played on the court because his defense was so bad. And then he's still a considerable durability risk. I mean, we don't know mm. how much he can play. Um, I don't know. I think I would lean under on the Pelicans. 145 juice, I can do it. Yeah, that's why I said lean. I mean, mm. I wouldn't bet that because it's just too low. But I think the number's right. Yeah, the number's about right. I think they're a 500 team. And it's not like I a shot at them. Right. That they're no, they're, they're, they're solid a team. solid team. Also, there is some potential that they could make a trade or two. Like, I think when when they got Bledsoe, it felt like they were going to move him, and they didn't. Um, mm-hmm. Like, Lonzo is an extension candidate. If he doesn't get an extension, they could move him. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some... They, they could move Jackson Hayes, because they just invested in Steve Adams for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, they could do some stuff on this roster. If they're all healthy, I think they could certainly go over. I, I'm. It just feels like a 500 team to me, so pass. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Passes where I would land. Um, we we often do. Yes, and that by the it's way, my favorite part of the spot, we we do we do 
15 teams each and we probably have three actual plays well, that's the way it should be but that's how you should um you should, you should not have 30 over-unders i can't stop laughing at the oklahoma city depth chart i'm looking at because it has like 30 guys on it um they <laughs> have they have some roster decisions to make at oklahoma city okay anyway last year we loved the over we, we gave it out uh that smashed by january it was a great play this year they're not going to win a lot of games mm-hmm. uh the number is 24 and a half which is one of the lower numbers in the league, I believe. I'm looking now to see if there is a lower number. They might have the lowest number in the league. Mm. I'm looking. I'm looking. This is fantastic radio. And oh, I'm no, there, sure there's two. There are two worse than them. Okay. Uh, yes, the Knicks. Yeah, they're worse. They're worse. They're worse. Uh, they are the worst in the West, I should say. Yes, and they, they sh- and they should be. They're the only team that's not trying to win in the West. Um, now comes the contrarian take when I tell you that they are not that bad right now. Now they could they could be worse. They probably they probably will be worse when you talk about like more trades to come. Mm-hmm. But their their best lineups are like not bad. Like mm-hmm. Al, Al Horford can still play. Mm-hmm. I know he's underrated now. Um, they still have Shea. They have George Hill. Um, they have mm-hmm. some guys. Now I'll say I'll say this about George Hill real fast. Um, he's got to get traded, please, right? Please remember the last time George Hill played on a bad team. They got to trade George Hill like yesterday. And did not even attempt to try to play basketball. Yeah, I mean, he could... On the Kings? He should probably right. get traded um, soon if they're smart. But regardless, yeah, I mean, they have they have some... This isn't your typical, like, absolute disaster roster. Well, sure. It's just that they are they have a first-time coach. They're not trying to win. Um, and good luck trying to figure that out. I mean, 24 and a half, the juice to the under... I probably lean under because of the trade possibility. If you told me this is the, the entire team, like especially Horford and Hill, were on the team all year, I probably would take the over. But I assume that they won't all be there. Yeah, Hill especially. I think Horford. Hill and Ariza. Like, oh God! I mean, like uh, speaking of a guy you don't want on a bad team. Correct. I mean, I, I think Horford will be there. To your point, I think Horford. They should rehab. I think his reputation will be better this year in terms of the contract mm-hmm. he'll play fine there he doesn't really have it in him to not play hard i don't think correct, correct. but yeah their third and fourth best players on paper right now are two guys in george hill and trevor reza that just probably don't want to be there very much which isn't great so no, not ideal lean lean under just because i, I can't imagine betting the over on this nope. team uh they do have oh man their power four depth chart i'm looking at this right now is really really bleak um, Mike Muscala. I like Mike Muscala. Shouts to Mike. Um, behind him, TJ Leaf, who you interviewed once. I remember that. Um, sure did. Had breakfast with TJ Leaf. Deontay Burton. It's not a very good basketball player. And Isaiah Roby. Nice guy. They have Poku. He'll be fun. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm I hope passing. they play. Po- I hope they just play Poku like twenty a game. Um, like, there's no reason not to either. I'm looking at the Royal World depth chart, and I swear to God, they have twenty five players on this team. Um, all right, moving <laughs> on, moving on, because that, that one's. Let's just stay away. Phoenix, man. Your hometown Phoenix Suns. That's correct. Uh, Life, lifelong. People are real high. How about how about juice to the over? Why this 145? Uh, 38 and a half wins. People are real high. In fact, I saw someone that I think is smart. I will not tell you who it was. I saw someone that I think, and actually, I will say that I know is smart, that picked these Suns to finish second in the Western Conference. <laughs> so people are, people are in on the Suns. Now... I will say this at the top. If Chris Paul plays the way he did last year in Oklahoma City for the full season, they actually could be that good. Yes. Now, I can't pick that to happen because Chris mm-hmm. Paul is 45 years old, but Chris Paul was 
like a top 15 guy in the league last season. Mm-hmm. He was really good. Devin Booker, really good. I still like Mikael Bridges a lot. They added some sneaky depth too, like guys like Langston Galloway, Etwan Moore, mm-hmm. like Boss Man brought Saric back. Like they got some interesting. No, they're depth. good team. Uh, I like the Suns now. Front court is got some questions. Yeah, R- RPM has them at thirty eight point six, which is um, right on the number. Right on the number. Uh, man, it really. This is going to sound stupid, but it might be as simple as how many games Chris Paul plays. Because if Chris Paul doesn't play more than, I don't know, 50 games, you kind of got to lean under in the West. Um, If he, if Chris Paul is going to be durable and really good again, this team talent wise, if you assume Paul is in there is better than the number, I think, because I really believe in bridges. I, I think that, you know, Cam Johnson was pretty good last year. I don't know what the Jalen Smith pick was about. That was an awful decision, but, um, Aiton was really good last year too. I don't know. I, I like them a lot. I'm in on the Suns. I, I think yes. I would not tell you to bet them over, but I, I do like them. I would lean over, but I can't bet it at minus 145. Because, like I said, I, I'm in on the Suns too. Because here's the thing about, like, we saw how much better Booker and Aiton got just by playing with a competent point guard, like a league average starting point guard in Ricky Rubio, which is exactly what Rubio. By the way, is. that's a great point because obviously Chris Paul is better than better than Ricky Rubio, but. I think people are slightly overrating the gap there. I think, yeah. especially when you factor in that Chris is not going to play 65 games. I just can't see that happening. I really can't. And with all the back-to-backs and the accelerated mm-hmm. schedule, if he does that, then Godspeed. But I think Ricky was pretty good last year. Yeah, he was. He was really good. And Paul, Paul's obviously better. I'm not saying otherwise. But I think people are going to overrate that gap because one guy is Chris Paul and the other guy's Ricky Rubio, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Chris Paul is a star, and I get that. But... I don't know. They they benefited think, a lot from Ricky last year, and I'm with you. Like Booker's another guy. I'm not entirely sure he's as good as he was in the bubble, but I actually trust his bubble performance more than guys like Murray and Mitchell. Well, because it was it was just a slightly better version of what he'd been doing. It was more season. realistic. Yeah, I like, think that's he had, he had legitimately become one of the more efficient guys. Which, if you had told people after that 70 point game that Devin Booker would in what three years be a super efficient like score you would have laughed but like that's what he became like his true shooting percentage was like 62 percent last year like that's really good for his usage oh no i was i was dead wrong on booker i mean he's, so, he's he is better than i thought he was gonna ever be so and so you're talking about a guy who just like and th- again like i think that the the issue that i've run into with people talking about the Suns is like they go like oh well but like chris paul you know, him and Harden, they didn't mesh super well. And, like, Booker's a completely different player than Harden in the sense that Booker happily will play off the ball and contribute, whereas James Harden stands 40 feet from the basket uh, and doesn't help when somebody else has the basketball. Like, he just waits for it to come back to him so he can isolate. (laughs) Like, Booker enjoys catch-and-shoot situations. Like, he wants somebody to help him create and yes. where like James Harden doesn't want any help creating because he thinks the best offense, no matter who is next to him, is James Harden isolating, which not really wrong, but it's kind of a problem when you put him next to another guy like that. Also, which Chris why Chris wanted to be there too, right? Like Chris he wanted... actively he actively made that happen. Like mm-hmm. he didn't have to go to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Like 
that does, that deal does not happen if he doesn't sign off on it. Is all I'll say. Like he, had, yeah. I mean, there's there's varying degrees of pushing for a deal, but he could have gotten somewhere else if he wanted to, and he sure. seemed to want especially to go to Phoenix. Know, especially knowing the way Sam Presti operates. Like Presti yeah. is pretty much given every star that's left, he has given them their wish of where to go. Yeah, you know, and so, um, yeah, I think Paul signed off on it. Um, and like my thing is so like. I'm excited to see what he does with Aiton because like, I think Booker, I think you're thrilled if Booker has the same year he did last year. Oh yeah. Like, I don't know how much better that gets, but I do it think it can have be to, ju- like you said. But that, and, and, yeah, I think he can be just as good with a better guy next to him. But like you said, not like leaps and bounds. There is more you know, room. Yeah. There's more room for Aiton. I think to get better mm-hmm. and guys like bridges to get better than there is for Booker to get better. Like Booker was yeah. already awesome. So like, I'm right. not, yeah, he's know, it's, it's interesting. The, the other guy I want to make sure we'd say out loud is I don't know what Jay Crowder is. I really don't like no one. I mean, that, that's the running joke, but like what Jay Crowder are the Suns getting? Cause I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if well, it's the guy who I shot did... 45% from three in Miami for a while, like then over on, on the Suns. Well, you know, yeah, and I, I talk about this with uh, with Brendan on the Locked on Suns podcast. It's just like, it's weird, but like, Jay Crowder might be the swing guy. Because like you said, like, the difference between 40% three-point shooter Jay and 29% Memphis Jay is pretty significant to what he is able to do for you, especially because I think you're going to have to play him a lot at the four uh, because of those front court depth questions that you have. You know, you lose Aaron Baines and don't really replace him. That's fairly significant down there. Now, obviously, they got much better in the backcourt and on the wing. And I think that was their plan because they said, look, Aiden's going to be our guy. He's going to play a bunch. You know, like they were without it. Aiden had the same John Collins suspension at the beginning of the year. And so you're talking about a guy when he was on the floor, he was pretty dominant. You put him with Chris Paul, who we know what Chris Paul does for bouncy pick and roll you know, role guys. Sounds like Damian Jones to me. Backup center Damian Jones in Phoenix. I mean, honestly, uh, uh, there is one, one little issue on this roster and that if, if Aiden gets hurt for two weeks, they they have nobody. It it really is like Damian Jones is their backup center. And Damian yeah, Jones, and he's not an NBA basketball this, player. This is this is a Hawks podcast. People saw Damian Jones play basketball. I, Damian's a really nice guy. Damian Jones is not a backup center in the NBA um, sure. right now. So that that is a. A small concern if Aiton were to get hurt, especially because sure, sure, sure. they're going to play without a center. I think when Aiton leaves the court, it would be like Saric, Saric or Jalen Smith. I think it would be like Saric and Crowder. Yeah, or, J- or Jalen Smith have... will play a little bit at the five because he's, I mean, he's a lot, for better or worse, he's a lottery pick, so he's going to play. Um, yeah. I'm just saying, that's a little bit, a little bit. Scary. No, no, no. I, and, and that's obviously the question. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing if Crowder can shoot, let's say, Let's say he splits the baby and he shoots 35%. They would take that. That would be great. Think about the spacing they can have. They have they have they have our our you know collective son, Javon Carter. I love Javon Carter. You know how we you know we feel about and he Javon was on became, my Hawks list before they and, uh, got Chris Dunn. I was like, hey, hey, and, how about how about Javon Carter? And, and Javon became uh, a pretty pretty tremendous three point shooter last year for those that weren't keeping track. And if that's <laughs> I'm sure, if that's I'm the sure case was if that's if that's the case, uh, watch out, Bubba. That's a I'm that's in. a functionable NBA basketball player. Um, but yeah, and like Mikhail can knock down the the corner three. He was like forty one percent of that. I mean, they've got. I really like the way they constructed the roster, aside from the question marks behind Aiden. But like, they want Aiden to be the guy, and like, okay, 
Yeah. Here's 37 minutes a night, bud. I'm in. Um, all right. So let's... I would lean over, but I can't bet it at minus 145. Uh, agree on both counts. All right, let's go to Portland. And uh, this, as a spoiler alert, is my strongest take to this point. Lock of the week. Uh, I want to call it a lock because I don't use that word very often. But uh, I know you don't. I know you don't. Portland is a strong, a stronger lean than I've had on anybody else. I will go to you first. The number mm-hmm. is Portland, forty and a half over under forty and a half, and the juice is on the over forty and a half. Um, there is some buzz about the Blazers. I have seen some interesting takes to this point about the Blazers, and most mm-hmm. of the ones that I'm referencing are them being a little bit higher than I would have mm-hmm. expected them to be. Now, granted, Portland is different than they were a year ago on paper because they got healthy and they got more talent. But last year they finished 35 and 39. They were outscored for the season and defensively, I believe they finished. Yeah. They finished 27th in the league in defense last year. The talent is a lot better this time around. They have Nurkic healthy. They have Robert Covington. They have Derek Jones jr. That will definitely help. But defensively mm-hmm. uh, it's never been great mm-hmm. given the backcourt. And then uh, the number's pretty significant here. This is a big-time jump from where they were a year ago. They have to be six, seven wins better to go over this number, and that's a lot. Um, so And you get plus value on the under. Yeah, so what are, your, what are your thoughts here? Because it seems like people are just like acting like the Blazers fixed all their problems, which I, I get it because they, they are better on paper, but where are you at mm-hmm. on them? Um. Here's this is all, and we've we've done this I think for like three or four straight years where I've said the same thing about the Portland Trailblazers. They're a really good regular season basketball team. For the same reason that I talked about with James Harden, Damian Lillard will give it all he's got every night in the regular season, and he's gonna play. He's not resting. I talked to him a week ago. He's not resting. Dime. It's available. Dime. Read read the interview. I really enjoyed talking to him. Uh, he's always great. One of my favorite guys in the league to talk to. He's not resting. He said, it's kind of a quick turnaround from the bubble, but we had four months off before the bubble. I don't feel like anybody needs to rest. Okay. He's playing. When Dame plays, they have a baseline. We kind of saw how low that baseline can go last year. But they have a baseline, and they were really banged up. I get the trepidation here. I think I, I would not lay minus 130 to go over. However, I do not feel quite as strongly as you. I buy into what they've done. Robert Covington's the best wing defender they have had next to Damian Lillard. Maybe yet at best. Especially like, off ball. Like he's not a great on ball guy by any sure. means, but he can make plays. He's a habit guy. And more than anything, it has to be no even by me as a skeptic of the Blazers, they had less than nothing at the at three the the, at the three and the four last year. Like it was it was really right. like and now they have some bad. genuine depth. Yes. They have they have much more and by the way, to your point, like last year when Dave was on the court, they had a one point one five offensive rating, which is like absurd. Now granted they were bad on defense too, but that wasn't all on him. Right. I don't know. I it really depends on what you think of not only Covington, but also like ha- having Nurkic there all year mm-hmm. because they were obviously and, different and with Nurk. Collins will play at some point. Yeah. He's not a guy know. I think that helps them a ton, but he's better well, than like, he's better than Enos Cantor. So well, he's, and he's better than Hassan Whiteside, you know, like if you're talking about, yeah, yeah. if you're talking about who you're going to put on the floor 
you know, more often, like... And, and Mello, like, and by the way, Mello's not on a role that he should be in. Like, mm-hmm. Mello actually played way better than we thought he was going to play last year, at least most people right. thought. Um, but he still is not, he's not a starting level forward at this well, point. And I mean, that's, and that's the biggest thing for me is like, you're talking about, okay, we threw like, yeah, Robert Cunningham is not the best on ball defender, but you're going from Carmelo Anthony as your starting forward to Robert Covington or, or Derek, or Derek Jones. Like if, Derek they, Jones, if they want to do, if they want to have Trent come off the bench, they could go with Jones and Covington. And then, then you're like, you know, leaps and bounds better defensively than you were mm-hmm. before. So, they have some options. I, I still, I will go under here, and this is one sure. of my one of the ones that I actually give out, especially at the even money that it is on Bet Online. Um, I agree. I'm with you. Um, and by the way, it's more like I, I think it. that I I had them for like 37 wins, which isn't hmm. like bad. It's still above 500. I just think that having to go to 41 in the West, I would probably Everybody have the Blazers. I'm with you. I'd probably have the Blazers 10th in the West. Wow maybe ninth and now granted that that okay i should say i should say maybe not i'm trying to do the math here take houston out for a second because if if harden is there i'd rather have the rockets than the blazers i agree if harden's not there and i would lean toward that happening then you give they give me the blazers um so maybe not maybe i'll maybe i'll say eighth in the west i will say this if you're talking about if you can find it i know some some of the uh the offshore establishments will post these oh yeah uh I would rather go uh, Suns over Blazers because you're based on these numbers. You're going to get some good value on the Suns there. Yeah, I like the Suns more than Blazers. I'm you know, like because if the Suns are thirty-eight and a half and the Blazers are forty and a half, you got to be thinking if you go Suns versus Blazers win total, you could probably get Suns like at least EV. Yeah. So no, I, I, I think would, I think I would, Portland. I would rather seek that out. But, yeah, um, those are available too. In some point, I'm not sure if Belmont has them, but somebody I can't will. Remember if they're up. Yeah. And, and Portland's a team that can make you look silly. Like I'm prepared. Portland is absolutely capable of winning 43 games. Like I'm not saying they're not, mm-hmm. especially if they defend. If they can replicate their offense from last year, and just be like an average defense, mm-hmm. that's probably a team that goes like 42 and 30 and mm-hmm. makes me look silly. I just don't know if both sides are going to happen. Dame okay. is really good. Um, so I don't know. Be cautious, I, I suppose. But I will. Uh, I'll go under. I'll be contrary on that one. That's fair. I, I don't I don't hate it because again like you're I think I think it's close to the right number I just they have no depth always, too I mean I know we just got done talking about how they got better on depth but even then they still only have like seven guys that can play like you talking about Anthony Simons who is bad yeah I mean that's 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 the big question Rodney Hood so off Achilles uh, Dame has been Dame has been like Mister Durable and like I said like he's not going to rest but like. They got no one behind him. If like, they get if they get an injury or two, it gets real ugly. And we saw that last year, but yeah. that, but that, that 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 didn't include Dame last year. It doesn't have to be Dame necessarily, but even if they get into like, I don't know, I'm telling you, they they really only have seven guys that you like. It's Dame, it's CJ, it's Trent, uh, Jones, Covington, Nurkic, and like either Mellow or Hood or Collins, I guess. But like. I like Harry Giles, but you don't you don't know what you're getting there. You have Enos Cantor, you have Nas Little, who mm-hmm. I liked in the draft but was not very good last think, year. Well, I, here's the thing: I think Cantor in the regular season can get. I mean, a he's bit. okay, and, and by and to their credit, few teams, if any, could use him better than Portland. Terry Stotts has a has a cheat code for having centers that can't move mm-hmm. and surviving, a la what they did with Whiteside. Yep. Um, so that's that's a that yeah that's actually a good point by you. 
like they, I, I think they're a little deeper than than seven or eight, like you're talking that's about. Fine. But, that's fine, and that's fine. I think right, that. I uh, just, yeah, I, I wouldn't think, advocate the over, but like uh, this is a pass for me. I wish we. I wish we just had like, had like a screaming disagreement, like like we're on first take. Um, <laughs> all right, we're not. We're not very good at that part. No, we're not. Uh, all right, let's go to the. We, we'll go to the Kings. We have three more. We'll, we'll fly through these. Uh, the Kings are interesting. Um, they just their second best player now plays for the Hawks, which is nice for the Hawks. Um, uh, yeah, Hawks. The Kings didn't get anything back for him, which is a mistake. They sure didn't. Uh, over under twenty eight and a half is the number oh, for the Kings. I don't know. Um, now, okay, let's go through the whole resume here. Um, RPM thinks the Kings have thirty five wins in them. That's obviously a huge disparity. Um, can I can I bet against RPM? Can, uh, we, you probably, can ESPN can probably ESPN can. like post me some numbers and start bookmaking that? <laughs> so because I, I would like to take on RPM and some things. So Sacramento played because they, they 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 went to the bubble. They played seventy games last year. Do you know how many they won? Twenty nine. Thirty one. Oh, okay. So. Good for them. They went thirty-one and forty-one. Solid basketball team. They had they had Bogdanovich. That matters. Um, That's great. But everybody else is back. Um, mm-hmm. They add Hassan Whiteside. They add Whiteside. They add. Um, she kept adding centers. <laughs> Glenn Robinson the third is there on a cheap contract, and he's pretty decent. Um, he's a basketball you get another year of Marvin Bagley, and hopefully he's healthy because he was not healthy last year. Um, you add Tyrese Halliburton, who, f- for rookie standards, might be able to help them a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But ev- everything else is kind of the same. They're kind of the same team. Luke Walton is still there for reasons. Um, he did a very bad job, I thought, last year. Mm-hmm. Especially early. They have, De- they have De'Aaron Fox. Uh, Buddy Heald hates everyone. Um, I don't know. I think that number feels low to me at the same time. They have some real downside potential, especially when you start throwing in, like, if – Fox isn't as good as he was last year. I don't know what happens because, like, he really is. They have Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes is a legitimate starter, but other than that, it's it's really just those two and kind of Buddy Heald that are like real full fledged starters in the NBA, and everybody mm-hmm. else is kind of like, we'll see. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I think I would lean over because the number is so low, and I think this is more like a thirty-one team. But I I don't want to pay juice on the over, and there's juice on this over, so pass. I'm on line anyway. Pass. That's it for pass. you? Just for yeah, pass. no, that's all, that's all I got. That's all I got. I mean, like... I like it. Last year, I thought the Kings were a little undervalued. I think they were, too, and they... And they were trending... They they would have, I think, hit the number on the over if they had finished up the season. I thought they were undervalued last year, because I think their number was like 35 and a half last year. Basically the same number. Yeah. Um, and I thought they were undervalued. Uh, this year, you lose Bogdan, you don't replace him with anything and you have buddy healed who may or may not want to be there. Uh, also they had that finishing kick last year late when guys like Kent Bazemore and Alex Lynn were like playing great. Yeah. And they're not there anymore. Not um, there. I mean, you, you um, offset that a little bit with back. I mean, again, I think a lot of this bet, honestly, this is kind of scary is about Marvin Bagley. I'm not, I'm not a big believer in bags. He's I'm not nice really guy. either, but they need him to be pretty good. Not, not, not great. But sure. if he can stay on the court and play, he mm-hmm. does stuff that guys on this team can't do. Yeah. Um, so they kind of need him. I mean, they have Bielitsa, who I like. They're just, they're just very different players. Just hope we're not. Just hope we're not talking about about Bagley at the three again this oh, year. Oh Lord, I hope not. Can we, I mean, can they, we not they have Harrison Luke? Barnes. So the loss of Bogdanovich kind of like I would hope just like makes kinda Walton play Harrison Barnes well, some at the three Barnes and just and, does stuff. Yeah. Uh, they had Jabari Parker. 
old friend. Uh, but he's he's getting that he's getting that famed training camp looks great buzz. Uh, Jabari Parker famously on that uh, on that famed player option this season that everyone told me was good that wasn't. Um, anyway, here we are. Uh, Kings. Uh, I'd lean. I would lean yeah, over, pass. but I would not bet it. That's all. I'll be that's, all I, that's all I got on the Kings. Um, all right, two more. The Spurs are next. Another profoundly weird team because they are very deep, but also strange. Um, mm-hmm. Their number at the moment is 29 and a half. So a win, I win more than the Kings RPM has them at 33. Um, yeah. The Spurs. Um, I don't know, man, the Spurs Over. somehow didn't overhaul their roster, even though we all thought they might like, they still have DeMar DeRozan. They still have Marcus Aldridge. They, they sure still do. have Rudy Gay. They still have Penny Mills. Uh, they added Trey Jones, who I like, but Trey Jones won't play on this team because they have too many guys. Um, they have a million guards. They have Derek White. They have yeah. I mean, all of their best players, all their best young guys are guards. Um, Correct. and they still have Lonnie Walker, Demar's and Demar and Aldridge. So I don't know. Last year, the the Spurs played seventy two games. Sorry, seventy one games. They won thirty two games. So mm-hmm. the same team. That's an over. It's the same team. They'll be well coached. Over. Derek White is someone who improved in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think I have to lean over because for one thing about the Spurs, as long as Pop is there and he is still there, they don't seem to have any interest in rebuilding. Nope. So I'm not sure they'll sell. A team like this might sell normally, but they probably won't, especially with the playing tournament. Like they might have the juice to get near the 10 seed and like they're not going to sell. So I would mm-hmm. lean over for all those reasons. The Spurs. It's not like a blind over. I think people get carried away with blind overs on Spurs. Like, oh, it's the Spurs. They always overachieve. Well, sure. But this number is pretty low for what this their is talent low. is. This is low and, like, yeah. I mean, for, for how how much, like, they are not aesthetically pleasing with DeRozan and Aldridge, and they are not. No. Um, but they have they have guys, though. Like, they have, Devin, they have Devin Vassell. De- Devin Vassell, again, rookies are bad, but Devin Vassell is the kind of guy who actually could play and Just be okay. Defense. Keldon Johnson rookies, is a guy, like... Like Kelton Johnson yeah, was good in the bubble, and he's good. There. Um, Lonnie Walker, Derek White's good. Dejounte Murray healthy. Okay, Lonnie my only Walker's my only playing. concern would be up, up front. Um, if Aldridge Aldridge Jacob had the Pearl. Aldridge had the surgery, um, and if he's not around, mm-hmm. they do have our our guy Jakob, who we like, but that's it. Um, it's behind him, right? it's like Drew Eubanks, uh, Luka Samanich. So there's some sure. concerns in the front court. The other Luka, I trust. Uh, I trust Pop though. Give me the over. On this That's right. That's correct. Uh, all right. Last one in the West, the Utah Jazz, who had a very weird offseason. Uh, 42 and a half is the number on Utah. Last season, the Jazz in 72 games won 44 games. So basically the same, uh, one and a half wins over. And um, Utah kind of brought the band back in a lot of ways. Sure did. Uh, Donovan, still there. Mike Conley, still there. Jordan Clarkson, your your guy. Jordan Clarkson. It's Jordan Clarkson time, still. Always it's, is. Salt Lake City. Joe Ingles. Bojan McDonough. Your, your guy. I love Joe Ingles. Um, your guy, Joe Ingles. Bojan is back. Royce O'Neal is back. They really just did everything to retain the same team, and then they and, brought back Derek Favors. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, you know, I actually like the 2018 team or 2017 team. It's really know? jarring. Like, it really is kind of hilarious that they just did nothing. And not mm-hmm. in a bad way. They just kind of brought everybody back. And mm-hmm. that's a that's a good team. Utah sure is. is still good. I think the Bogdanovich experiment last year went very well. He was quite good. And then he, got in, then, he, then he got hurt. 
but yep. he adds some depth, um, especially with Royce O'Neal, the way he played last year. The one concern that I had last year is still the one I have, and that they need another wing defender, and they don't have one. Mm-hmm. That's um, but other than that, I mean, Donovan made the leap in the bubble. He isn't going to do that again, but sure. I, I do trust him more now than I did before, if that makes sense. Like, I yep. buy it a little bit more. He's just not going to be the guy who is like the he's not gonna average, Well, he's not going to average 38 a game. No. So he's, <laughs> I do, I will say this for Donovan. I, I trust him more now than I did then. So sure. it, it had an effect on me in some way. Um, it's just not, not quite as crazy. Mike Conley's mm. still good. Everyone loves Mike Conley. So I don't know. I'm not sure how much better Derek Favors makes them, but Derek Favors is good. So at the very least, I would hope they're not going to play him with Rudy a lot. That's the only concern that I might have there is that you end up with some of those old school lineups. I don't think they, I don't think they will too I hope, much. I hope not. Like, I think more they just realized in the playoffs last year, like, hey man, we're playing a lot of Tony Bradley. Well, I mean, if if Derek Favors just is just there to be Rudy Gobert's backup, he's the best backup center in the league. Yeah. So that helps. I don't know. I think I lean over. I lean over Rudy insurance for if Rudy misses some time. Yeah, I, I lean over on Utah. I don't. I wanna, agree. I don't want to bet it because that's a lot of wins in the jam-packed West to go. Uh, if you win forty-three in the West, that's um, a pretty significant number in a seventy-two yeah. game season to like just be projecting. That's sixty percent of your games, which is like forty-nine in the regular season. Normally, that's a lot of wins. But yes. I would lean over. I just think that they're yes. they're good. They're not as good as some other teams are. Pretty boring offseason in a lot of ways. And not, I mean, they have a new owner. They can spend some money. Yeah, there you go. At least they brought back Clarkson. Like, Clarkson was good for them last year. I've, he was. I've, he's, I've he's, poured dirt on him quite a bit, but he was good last year. He's a good, I mean, Clarkson is ideally fit for that kind of a role. Like, basically, like, Clarkson is ideally fit for a Lou Williams role on a good team. Where, like, that's what you want him to do. You say, go get us some buckets. And, like, he'll play off the ball, you know, in, in closing time type lineups when they really need scoring punch. Like, he'll play off the ball with Donovan, and, and he create a little bit. Um, like, yeah, like, the Jordan Clarkson joke is, you know, it's a joke, but, like, he's solid player, and he helps them. He does. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I would lean over. I wouldn't hate betting it, but, again, like you said, it's the West – and also, Bet Online gives you minus one fifteen on both sides because they want to steal money. Well, and, um, and most of the projections that I've seen have Utah like around this number, which right. is fine. They're like a forty-two to forty-four win team, and well, yeah. there you there you go. I think they are more likely to win forty-three than win forty-one, but that does not make me want to bet the over and lay the juice that you have to lay. So, yeah, we have. I have a lot more feelings on the East. I do too. Uh, which one we let off with the West. I wanted to do that. Right. This is, I'm, I'm a little like, because the West is terrifying because like, I do think I break things down mostly by tiers and like my second tier in the West is gigantic. Okay. Last question before I let you out And things get muddy for tier three too. I was going to say like, last question, I guess. Please. How many, how many playoff locks are there in the West? The two LA teams. Yep. That's two. I think I, I believe Denver is a lock. I was gonna say okay. I think the only I think Denver and Utah might be locks. I don't think Utah's a lock. <sighs> only because listen, was, was, only because of the play-in. So because the play-in exists, mm-hmm. only six teams are like definitely in the playoffs at the end sure. of the season. And there is obviously a way for the Jazz to be the seventh seed in the West. I hear you. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like, but you only got, but you, you only got to win one game out of two. I know, but two. That's, no, that's not a huge sample. I know. I. You get an injury late, uh, like you're playing with, like, yeah. you're playing without bug, you're playing without bug, bug, uh, Boyan again, something like that. Okay, so yeah. here, okay, let me, I'll give you one. I'll give you one scenario. This is very plausible to me that these six teams are ahead of the Jazz at the end of the season. Okay. Lakers, Clippers, mm-hmm. Nuggets, mm-hmm. Mavs, Suns, mm-hmm. Blazers. Mm-hmm. That, I can see six? It. Yeah, I mean, like, there's. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's. I agree that Utah is like kind of close because because of how safe they are, how good they've been for consistently for a while. But I honestly want to argue that the only playoff locks in the West are the LA teams. You can make the you can make the case. I think Denver's a lock for one of those top. Six they would be teams. my they would be my number three as well in terms of just like because safety. we've talked we've talked about this because like Jokic never gets hurt. Jokic has never been hurt ever. Jokic doesn't get hurt because he doesn't do things that get you hurt. Right. What, and what, gets you, what gets you hurt? Jumping and being athletic. And Jokic is a top 10 player. And if, if that guy is on your team and he doesn't get hurt and plays every night, that really, really, really helps you. Yeah. Like, I know, yeah. I mean, like, for instance, I think Luka is better than Jokic. But Luka has gotten hurt a couple times. Mm-hmm. It's harder to play on the perimeter. And I trust the rest of Denver's roster more than Dallas's roster. Sure. So, like... I would lean Denver as the, as my third lockiest team. Well, I th- I think my thing is I can see De- I think I just think Denver's floor is higher. Yes. Than any of the other teams that we're talking about. Agreed. And I don't think uh, I don't think there are five teams that jump them in terms or I guess four entire teams that jump them this year. Yeah, I mean you would need I could in order to get Denver team. out, you would need Probably Utah, Dallas, Phoenix, Portland. Yeah, all, the same for yeah, all, all of them. all of them to take that same leap at the same time, and for Denver not to take any. Steps. Or maybe the Warriors. I mean, I guess the Warriors are the sleeping giant here, and like, because would it really like blow you away if the Warriors won forty four games? No, that's and, what I, I mean. And that's, that's probably and that's what enough. I was on, you know on, what I mean? on there, like, like if the war, like, and this is the problem is like the Warriors, like. Like I said, if Harden plays, Houston could win forty. Oh, easy. Yeah. Like easily. This is, and this, then this that kind throws of a whole because there's there's only and again, I think it goes about saying, but we're we're assuming non catastrophic injury. So like if LeBron goes oh, down yeah, on opening course. night, then the Lakers should miss the playoffs. But course. the Lakers and the Clippers are I think the only two teams in the West that are actually locks. In the I new set in the new setup what that includes the play in tournament because I agree. As much as there is the advantage for being seventh it is so easy to lose two games in a row, like <laughs> against good teams on a neutral against pretty good teams. Like, are you kidding? Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think it's just those two. But we'll see. I mean, I agree with you. I think the next two teams on the list are probably Denver and Utah in some order. But and it's uh, just because we know that they they're like, and that's just they've because been of doing the, it the, the last floor. few years. They're the same teams. For yeah, the it's part. the same team, and and I believe in the floor. I, I you could talk me into a scenario where Phoenix is better than both. Oh yes. No, honestly, like, I might argue that like Phoenix is median outcome is as high as those teams are. Sure, but, but they're they just like have a wider variance. They have a much wider variance. Like, I think Phoenix's downside is quite obviously lower, just because mm-hmm. they've not done it with this team. Yep. And Paul could get injured, and that wouldn't be Castro. I mean, you know what I mean? That that's more of a like built-in a, concern right. than Jokic. And, um, and if Paul gets hurt. They could still be pretty good. We saw that last year. They were still a pretty decent right. team. But, but that's, that, that's, that's, that's a, not a top five that's playoff a, team. Well, yeah, it's a play-in team. Correct. Yeah. 
So that's where I am. We'll see how it all goes. Um, okay, I'll ask you. I'll ask you this. Oh, I'm gonna turn the tables. Um, is there a team that you are confident will not be in the playoffs that people are talking about as being in the playoffs? Um, if you take Houston off the board, I mean, I guess it's Portland for me. Really? Oh, wait, I mean, okay. If we're talking about teams that are gonna be in the playoffs, like who does that include? Does that include? So I, I'm assuming the team the teams you're talking about are that Utah, Denver, Dallas. Portland Phoenix group who else is included that I can choose from because if, if it's just those teams I'll, I'll give you Portland okay if, um, if not like I mean Golden State okay I, I think I think Portland is a safer playoff team than Golden State is okay um That's fair. but I, I think I would lean I would lean Phoenix I would lean Dallas Denver Utah over Portland okay uh but I've, I've been silly with I've been wrong on Portland before Portland, you know what? This is this is my worst comp yet, but this will lead us into part two, which will be coming later. Uh, Portland is the Indiana of of the West for me. They're always the teams that I'm like, why is this team good again? Yeah. Except for Portland, it's easier to see because they just have Dame and Dame is so good. Yes. Whereas Indiana, it's like, I don't know how this team is supposed to be good. Like, not bad, bad, but Indiana is always like four ones better than I think they're going to be. And I don't know why. Yes. It just always happens. Um, I'm, te- I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we've been doing this for a while. It's the same thing I've said about Boston and Portland for years. Teams that play hard all the time. Yeah. For 82, or I guess this year, 72. Like It helps. It It's it's amazing how much that – Houston, like these teams that will show up night in, night out and don't have the eh, – the fourth and five on the road on the West Coast swing will just punt. Um, it's hard to like, – and those are the teams I like to fade in the playoffs because they overachieve. So what's I'll your, bet against uh, Indiana every single year in the playoffs. What's your best bet in the West? If Harden plays, it's Houston over. Okay. At that number, we're talking about like the 35 and a half, yeah, 36 30, number. Yeah, 35 and a half, 36 and a half. Um, otherwise, oh, man. Yeah, I really hate the West. Yeah, they're, um, real, they're not a number. There's not, not a lot of numbers that I love. In the West, uh, part of the problem is all the all the juice on all the sides. I like. Well, ignore ignore the juice for a second. Ignore give, the juice. Give me, sun's, give me your sun's over thir- sun's over thirty eight and a half. Okay. If you that. could if you could get thirty eight and a half, just like at a normal number, one ten, one fifteen, whatever. Suns. All right. I'm I on. think I think they're forty one team. That sounds plausible to me. Plainly, plainly. Yeah, I mean, if you tell me with any confidence that Chris Paul plays like even 50 games, then I would take that over. I'm with you. Uh, and I, you know, I'm one of the leading Chris Paul stands. So I think Chris Paul is very good. And he won, he won us money last time on the Oklahoma city center. So it is what it is. All right. Well, Robbie, thank you for being here. Always a pleasure. As always, we will be back again with the East in short order, which will probably include a little bit of extra Hawks talk to get your takes off about the team that I cover. Yes, sir. That you used to cover. Yes, sir. I'll tell people where they can find you. We, I know we, we mentioned the Dame Lillard piece earlier, but uh, plug it again and whatever else. Yeah. Um, over on the uprocks.com slash sports or dimemag.com. Um, yeah, I've talked to Dame, Anthony Davis, and Donovan Mitchell the last weeks. Is that good? Two weeks. Um, some guys you may know. Um, interesting conversation. I think the Dame one was probably 
the best, but AD had some, some really interesting stuff. And, and Donovan, we talked about, I talked like the day after he inked his extension. So he was pretty fired up. Um, I can't imagine why. Yeah. I was pretty excited. With, uh, uh, with nine figures coming to the account. Got a it's pretty significant good. amount of money in the pocket suddenly. Um, so enjoyed those as always. And, um, yeah, we got plenty of. I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best to rank the West team. So after you heard this, uh, that'll probably go well. Yeah, good luck. I'll I'll, uh... I, I'll feel much better about ranking the East. I think Hawks fans will enjoy that a little bit. I don't know. I probably not. They probably are higher than I am. But uh, like, I mean, playoff they, team, they, they they certainly are higher than you. Uh, I've already called my shots. It's not a spoiler. I've already called my shot that the Hawks would be number seven for me in my projections. Uh-huh. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But I I I. Yeah, I, I'm confident that I'll say the fan base is higher than you, but that, that's that's, okay. that's how it's supposed to work, so it's fine. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, I, I think they're a firm playoff team. There you go. If that helps. like, Test, I, like Testimonials. Yeah, I I'm, Listen, I've heard, I I've heard some I'm people right nationally that are picking like the Wizards over the Hawks, and I want to gouge up my eyes. But We'll talk about this tomorrow because I have, we, I have, you've heard my theory on the Wizards and the Hawks this year. The Hawks are the Wizards without talent? I mean, the Hawks are, Hawks are the Wizards with talent? I should That's say. correct. That's correct. Uh, yeah, I agree in some ways. So Yeah. All right, we'll talk about that later. Check out Robbie's stuff. Follow Robbie on Twitter.com. Check out Dime, where I also write occasionally. And uh, That's right. we'll be back again next time. Please subscribe to the podcast. We'll see you then.